Hey everyone, welcome to Potato Thumbs. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Potato Thumbs podcast. My name is Fluffy Fingers MD, aka COVID Brain Extraordinaire. This week, um, you know, before we start the show, I think we need to do just a quick ad read from our sponsor. That is right, we have sponsors now. This week's episode is sponsored by Rift, the game mode that you can play in Destiny Two. Rift is fun. If you play Destiny 1, private matches might only last a game. More on that later. Thanks, Rift, for not giving us any money. Play that <laughs> intro music. Potato! Potato! Thumbs Podcast! Potato! Potato! Thumbs Podcast! It's fluffy! Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. Hi, Mr. Admiral Nips. How are you doing today? Oh, doing well. It's been it's been a hell of a day, we'll put it that way. <laughs> it has, and we need to we need to get into your adventures for sure. Um, but we do have a guest, so we should probably let him speak and say hi. Um at some point in this intro, what do you think? Correct. We should do that right. for sure. All right. Just so, me chime in. yeah, and I mean, you know, that works. We have, so we have on tonight, we have Alan, who is known by many gamer tags. Um, but it is a uh, we we ended up playing a trials card together with uh, with Scrub. And I think that's kind of just how all this came to yes, be. Yes. Yeah. Um, so how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Um, so, yeah, it was really random. It was like a like a Friday, right? And we played like three matches or four matches. I don't know. It was a quick card. Something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a time constraint or scrub had to go or something. But um, yeah, I think he dropped out. I think he took a call and had to go. Had to bounce. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, now you are here. So welcome to the show. Uh, talk some video games and have some fun, and um, I'll probably say some things that don't make any sense. Um, and that's that's well, pretty much be it, right? Yeah, I'll try to match the energy. Sounds good. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so I guess I guess uh, Nips, let's talk. Let's talk about your adventure today, and then uh, and then let's dig into uh, to our guest a little bit more. Sound okay? Works for me. So. What happened this morning? So this morning, I woke up. Normal day. Got up early because it was doggy daycare day. So I got up, let the dog out. It's about 6, 10 in the morning. Um, he's being a pretty good dog, hanging out. Uh, actually kind of cuddly this morning. So laying around for a few extra minutes. So it's, it's 6.20. I'm like, man, I should get this dog on, uh, get going so we can get to daycare. So I went downstairs to get some clothes. Um, and while I was getting clothes, I heard a thump upstairs. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll check it out um, in a sec. Because I already had like two-thirds of the clothes I was looking for. I was just trying to grab some socks so that I could, you know, walk during my work day to get my steps up because of the step competition. And then Karina's dog starts barking like a crazy woman. Uh, enough that Karina gets up. And then as I'm coming up the stairs, I hear, hear her yell. 
Rob with a voice of like mild panic. And I'm like, Oh no, what's that mean? And he's like, and she's like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, he ate the entire pan of brownies. And I'm like, that pan was half full. That can't be good. So before I even come upstairs, I'm looking at the emergency vet. I call the, the UW emergency vet and they're like, uh, due to circumstances, we're not taking uh, small animals right now, so try another emergency vet. So I call up the people that uh, he went to when he ate that bottle of Afrin, that empty bottle of Afrin, but uh, still. Just ate a bottle, you said. Yeah, yeah, just shoot up a bottle of Afrin. He found it and pulled it out of the garbage and chewed it up, but we weren't sure if it was the bottle from the garbage or the bottle from a bag, because the garbage <laughs> one was empty and the bag one was half full, and Afrin is not a thing that... Uh, is good for dogs um, <laughs> or, or chocolate brownies. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, <sighs> yeah, yeah. For you've not actually heard this, but this dog is a bit of a lemon. Um, I got him at the beginning of February, uh, very late January, beginning of February. Three weeks into me having him as a pet, he contracted pneumonia and spent. Six nights in an oxygenated kennel at UW Hospital, uh, or vet clinic. Um, so before I had even had him a month, I laid out, you know, five grand between the treatment and the, the follow-up visits uh, for this dog. Then he went to daycare for a couple of weeks, and he needed to get a fecal uh, sample, and it came back with hookworm. So I had to get that treated. Uh <laughs> Then he got done with the hookworm, and we're like, hey, things are going great. Living the dream, et cetera, et cetera. And he chewed up the bottle of Afrin. And, and now here we are. We've arrived at the brownies. Well, there was <laughs> one in between. We didn't quite get oh. there. Um, <laughs> one night on Friday, uh, on a Friday night, I was you know, finishing up my work day, and Chris is like, man, he just threw up upstairs. Uh, it's like, yeah, his tummy was bothering him. So I went and cleaned it up, and then I came back downstairs, and she's like, Hey, he uh, threw up again, and I'm like, well, I better call the vet now. Went in there. He had a uh, bacterial infection in his intestines and Giardia, which is like a parasite from drinking dirty water. So we had yeah. to deal with that for two weeks or the meds and stuff like that. So, so in the process of like a continuous trust fall, what's more important, the dog or your wallet? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's just um, testing you. Yeah, well, c congrats. He's more important, but... Um, <laughs> There is a limit to my wallet, so <laughs> I hope he grows so out of it. So it's consumed an entire tray of brownies. Yes. So call them up. They're like, what kind of brownies? Was it milk chocolate or dark chocolate? I'm like, it was those, uh, whatever, the Giardella dark chocolate uh, box brownies. So like the, the fancy ones. And they're like, and how much does he weigh? And he's like, I'm like 50 pounds. And they're like, yeah, you should bring him in. <laughs> so I, I think dark chocolate's worse than milk chocolate, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. The the higher the I think the higher the cocoa. Cacao. Yeah, cacao percentage yeah. the worse. So this is now six forty five in the morning. And I'm dressed and he's like super excited. He's like, Oh, we're going to daycare and <laughs> but he like hates to get in the car. So I had to pick him up and carry him. So I'm like Oh, God, this is going to be a thing. And he's like, we're just going to daycare as he gets carried out to the car like he always does. We go to the emergency vet. They take him in the back. Like an hour later, the vet tech, who, by the way, was the same vet tech that was there the night we went in with the Afrin <laughs> and treated him. So she was like, 
He's like, he's got the cutest little pity face. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that you know him already. From the, uh. And so she comes out and she's talking. She's like, yeah, we induced vomiting. Um, there was a lot of brownie batter, her brownie mix coming up. <laughs> Honestly, that was not the worst smelling vomit I've ever smelled. And I'm like, well, that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed the, the delicious smell of my dog's vomit. But uh and then we waited another hour because they did another round of inducing vomiting. And it was like, yeah, that came up as like clear and kibbles. So take him home and, you know, just watch him. Don't feed him for a couple hours. And apparently he was a saint the whole day while I was gone at work because I went into the office. Um, slept on the couch, was like not protective of the living room, which is not what he's like when I'm there. Like when I'm there, he pounces Karina's dog whenever she looks into the living room. Well, runs up to her growling and tries to pounce. And then she barks back and he puts his tail between his legs and runs and jumps back <laughs> up into my lap. And I want to paint this picture. We're talking about about a, like a one-year-old-ish pity mix and yeah, a 50 tiny pounds. dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tiny yeah. dog barks. He's 50 <laughs> pounds and Karina's dog's 15 years old and 16 and a half pounds. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so he always tries to like posture up and as soon as she barks at him, he like drops down and runs away. So uh, so he's fine. We went for a walk tonight. He ate some dinner. He's been a very good boy for the most part. So just awesome. run dummy for a few <clears throat> seconds. And now he's good again. Gotta love puppies. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that was definitely that definitely sounds like a a good start to a day. I always love calling the vet at six in the morning. Um, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk about our guest. Yes, let's do it. So, Alan. Uh, yes, sir. How long have you been gaming? Like, what was your first gaming system? Oh, like, Atlanta. Um, Game Boy Color. Uh, Pokemon Red. Nice. Yeah, that was my that was definitely my first experience with gaming. What like what game? At what point were you like? Did you really like? Like what game really got you hooked? Is maybe the better. oh it was it was it was Pokemon it was Pokemon oh, okay um, awesome. I was I'm 27. I was born in 95. To put this into perspective, what had happened was on my this would be what Pokemon Red would have come out my second birthday something like that. Um, okay. Long story short, my my aunt had. Or my uncle, or I guess yeah, it'd be my my uncle had decided he did not want his Game Boy anymore, and he gave it to my parents, and they gave it to me for my second birthday. So as a two year old, you know, I'm sitting wow. there drooling, walking around with a Game Boy. By the way, um, this was the I don't know if you're like aware of like all the different versions of Game Boy colors, but there were there were two different Pokemon versions of the original Game Boy color. Um, one with a Pikachu on it, and there was one with like the starter Pokemon on it as well. Okay, which is money. That's what they gave to me, and you know, of course, it was <laughs> absolutely trashed. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but it was worth. It's worth money now, but yeah, you give you give anything. Oh, uh, the one that I have, is, the one that I have is not. It has been through the rain. It is <laughs> as old as me. I've had it the entire time. It is. <laughs> it is not given up on me yet. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been through the heat, but it, it was Pokemon. It was Pokemon. I uh, my I was I was homeschooled for a few years, and what got mm -hmm. my mom started on that was I 
maybe maybe two years later, you know, I'm like three or four, and uh, I was asking my mom to learn how to read because I couldn't beat Pokemon. So, because it's all uh, reading, like yes, because it is all reading. Yeah, Yeah. I cannot explain to you the epiphany at like four or five years old that I had when I realized I needed to give the guy at the gate lemonade. Right, like it was, it was, (laughs) it was miraculous. I mean, it's one of my like earliest memories as a child, and. Yeah, so it's definitely definitely Pokemon. Pokemon's been a big part of my uh, life. Are you are you buying the new game that's coming out in like two three weeks? Uh, yes. <laughs> my so 100%. my kids are to- are totally Jones in for it because um, we are going through like trying to figure out what Switch games they want um, next, you know, or what Switch games they could they could add to their library just to play. And then we saw that that was coming out. Do you have you picked which version you're going with? I, you know, I I think I'm gonna get Scarlet. But um, one of my buddies who um, he always buys the new Pokemon games as well, and I usually just buy the opposite of whatever he buys. So. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. I figure I figure I'll show them both, and they'll probably pick uh, whatever whatever one looks cooler. But I'm sure they, mm-hmm. they always mm-hmm. both look cool, so I don't even know. Right. <laughs> we'll so what was your starter in red, by the way? Oh, Charmander. Everybody, I mean, come on, come okay. on. Yeah. I mean, like, we, we, all, we all wanted the, the singular, you know, dragon flying type that was actually only a fire type that couldn't learn fly. <laughs> you know? Understandable. <laughs> um, yeah, Charizard so from, was way too cool. From Game Boy Color... When did you start getting into like um into like like multiplayer online games? <laughs> uh Xbox One with Titanfall One. Um, nice. I I played a little bit of Call of Duty World at War on the Wii online. Um interesting. And I did that have had to be an I had a little bit of a hey man, I was a shooter. I was a shooter. You give me that Wiimote, I was a gunner, dude. <laughs> you know, I was I was pinging three hundred, but it was a good time. I had a little foray into that, but then, uh, but yeah, like the first time I ever actually got into a shooter was was Titanfall. Okay, yeah. Did you would did you stick with two uh, as well? Like when Titanfall two came out, I played Titanfall two until it died. Okay, so you <laughs> yeah, were you were one so of the good. few people like still in those lobbies because I I, I purchased yes. that game when it came out and then it, I remember going back to it like a couple months after it, after the population had really crashed on it and dude, just like trying to do anything in those lobbies with the dedicated players that were still playing. It was like, it was a, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the engine that is it valve, the, whatever that the name of that engine that runs on, all of the physics in those any game that runs on that physics engine, which I cannot remember the name of, it's one of the big ones. Okay. Um, specifically, if anybody's listening to this that knows, it's it's one of those games where if you turn backwards, it never caps your speed. One of those. So, really? Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, if if you're into like speed running or anything like that, um, or if you watch anything on speed running, there are these. I I'll have to remember it before the end of this because it will. It's one of those things that'll just tickle my brain and drive me insane. But uh, but yeah, the physics engine of Titanfall is the same as those, and there was just a lot of skating mechanics, and especially in Titanfall Two, that were yeah. just addicting, very addicting. Dude, there were some people that that would just fly around that map, man. 
Like if you could, it was if all you about could link, Yeah, if you could link all that momentum, like you could just. It was pretty rad. I, so I definitely yeah. liked it. Yeah. Um. So, did you get into Destiny during Destiny One? Then, yeah, you did because you told us about yeah. the Olicool Strike. How how early did you jump into that? Um, I found out about Destiny by playing the beta at my cousin's house. Ooh, nice. uh, he was a big Halo player, and I can't remember. I don't think there was PvP in the beta. I think that you had like access to like a strike or something like that. Okay. And uh, <coughs> I want to say he was using a fusion rifle, and that's what like piqued my interest. I was like, "What kind of gun is that? That looks wild, right?" Yeah. And uh, I didn't have any major Halo experience except, you know, like, you know, you go to your friend's house and they're playing Halo, you play Halo, right? And it was yeah, a good time, good. but like, right. yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't even own an outside of a Nintendo console or system until the Xbox One. That was like, well, I lied. I had a PlayStation One. I forgot about that. But uh, post PlayStation One, I had not touched any other kind of console until Xbox One. So, uh, I hadn't even really messed around with those shooters, like I was saying. My parents had got me Call of Duty as, like, a rental. <laughs> and then, uh, like, I played it for, you know, it was like two or three weeks, you know. I'm sure that yeah. was a late fee. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I just hadn't even had any, uh, I don't know, interest in first-person shooters until yeah. Titanfall. And then when I saw Destiny, I was like, yo, this looks... This looks sick. I, I like the way these guns look. I like the way this game looks. It looks awesome. Um, so I, I went and pre-ordered it that day. Like, you know, uh, I think I remember this because if you pre-ordered it when I did, you got, if you pre-ordered it with Call of Duty, and I don't remember what Call of Duty it was because I had no intention of playing Call of Duty. <laughs> I did it specifically because you got, a, you got uh, like this set of armor and weapons, right? It was like the Vanguard, whatever. And you got a black armor. It was called the, uh, what was it called? Something Black Shader. You might remember, it was like black and yellow. And it was super clean looking. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was specifically a Call of Duty shader. Oh, interesting. And, uh, kind of remember that. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. It's, it, 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 was a, it was just a pre-order bonus. You got it for pre-ordering Destiny with Call of Duty. Because, I, I mean, obviously at the time it was an Activision game. And, Did you uh, stay pretty active through like D1? and d2 or did you kind of like break off and then come back um i think i've always had breaks with destiny but i have played destiny yeah. consistently since since it came out i feel like destiny is one of those games that like you need to have your breaks from it to appreciate it when you come back to it like i don't know yeah um it gets monotonous because the core gameplay loop um is great but you can only do so much of the same thing for so yeah. long, and then you gotta yeah. gotta take a break. Whether it's a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple of months. Yep. Yeah. It 100%. seems like with our group, like like spring and summer come around, and like playtime definitely drops, and then like fall yeah. and winter oh, yeah, picks up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. It's just people people get busy. We're a busy group of people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, what would, do you remember what your first character was in D one? Did you go? Oh, it was a hunter. I, I, I was big hunter man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was easier to understand. I mean, you know, it's 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 easy to sell the the lone wolf space cowboy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you? So, at this point in the game, do you play all three, or do you find yourself sticking to just one class? 
Um, at the beginning, it was almost entirely Hunter, just okay. exclusively. Yeah. Uh, but like now, like now in D two, like now in D two, it's almost yeah. exclusively Titan. That's that's <laughs> super funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a hard change. Basically, in in D one, mm-hmm. I liked Hunter a lot, and then mm-hmm. at some point, I encountered. You know, when you start watching YouTube videos, right? Because I wasn't into PvP, right? But I, and I didn't really have any interest in it. And then Trials came out, and that's what got us, right? <laughs> I, I did not care. I, you know, I played a bunch of PvE and whatever. But then when Trials came out, I think anybody that was around at the time, I, I, mean, I think Trials changed Destiny. I think it put Destiny yeah. on the map. Yeah, I think I think the trials community and watching it on Twitch, like uh, like I dude, I remember I remember sitting at the kitchen table with my family and putting like like Watts or like Lupo up on the TV while we ate dinner, just in the background, so we could watch yeah. people in two plays. Like yeah, yeah. I so totally even though that. I had not had that interest, I was that that got me right. I had buddies that wanted me to play, and then you start whatever, and you want to improve, and you start watching videos. Long story short, you encounter what, what's his name, Destiny Fun Police. Yep. Right? <laughs> yes. Void yes. Titan man. And I'm like, man, this bubble Titan action looks so sick. So almost for the entirety of D1, it was it was Hunter and the smattering of Bubble Titan. And then uh, Fun Police. Fun Police was a lot of fun. I I remember going into um God, there was that map on Mars where B was inside and there were doorways that would open. You guys um, remember that? It was yeah, like a, it was- like Half circle building. Was it black something or other, right? Black watch? No. Uh you're you're right. I oh god. Anyways. But you're talking about the one where there's like there's a third exit down below and it's like a with a hallway. Yeah, and like out there's an area outside too. So there's like a it's yeah, like a half another dome. circular yeah, and there's yeah. like a like a pillar that's leaning over the door. Is that Black Shield? Was that the name Black of it? Shield? Yeah, that's yeah. The one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you say. Yeah. yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. I specifically remember running Fun Police and Iron Banner on that map and having six people running Suppressor Titans and just chaining bubble after bubble Bubbles. after bubble after bubble <laughs> inside. And like no one could do anything because it was just endless bubbles inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's um, a, that was a that's really what got me. I, I'm sure, it, it, you know, I, I don't remember what the first video was. I'm sure it had something to do with chaperone and he probably like <laughs> popped a bubble and, you know, avoided a slam. I don't know. But I uh, right. yeah, saw no. that. I was like, I, I need a piece of that action. And I <laughs> but then His going ability... into. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're, you're, you're good. No, what were you going to say? Go for it. Oh, just I was just saying going into D2 is where it just kind of changed up because. The uh, the game played so much slower, and a lot of people were like dropping off. Like you know, you can't play aggressive. You can't play aggressive. And then <laughs> at the time, Hunter was really dumb. I mean, not that Hunter wasn't <laughs> kind of dumb for like the first two and a half years of this game, in comparison yeah. to the other classes. But specifically at the time, Invis broke aim assist when we were all on controllers, and uh, you take right. away retic- you bl- you take away reticle friction on the sticks, and uh, all of a sudden we lose our powers. Yeah, so, it's real rough. Um, I, I discovered that uh, Synthoseps have their own built-in aim assist. So all you gotta do is mash right bumper, and uh, you find the little rats hiding in their invisible holes. So <laughs> the uh, God, the Synthoseps lunge dude is just can just be fantastic. Oh yeah, I feel that when General Destiny Two melees 
are willing to let it be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, that that is there's definitely ups and downs with hit detection. That is for sure, and it depends on what subclass you're playing. So, yeah, I had a few of those moments tonight in scrims. It was shotgun punch, and I looked, and the person was at like lost ten HP, and I'm like. Okay, I know I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. I heard the shotgun noise hit, and I heard the punch noise hit. I don't know. No matter how far away I am, they should have more than a damage done than like 10 HP. That I will say that reticle breaking aim or breaking aim assist when you dodge was so filthy though, because like you could be, you could have someone run up on you and you like not being not being aware, right? They get the first shot on you, and you could break that aim assist and get back into the fight and actually have a chance of beating them. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I have, I have, I don't know. Well, we'll call, I'll call myself slightly neurotic. I don't like using things that other people are using. So the moment hunters became like the it thing, I was like, I don't want to be a hunter. I want to do something different. Everybody's like, Hey, you can't play aggressive in this game. The game is ruined. And I'm not going to claim that like year one D two was like pinnacle destiny two. Mm-hmm. But it didn't bother me. I didn't mind it. But changing over to Sentinel Titan, it was it was just crazy. An SMG with a Sentinel Titan in year one with like double melees, procking your overshield, that was a completely different ball game. Everybody's talking about, you know, you can't win one VX or you can't push this or you can't play aggressive. And I think Sentinel Titan was a complete breakaway from Everything that mentality. Else? So yeah. I was very yeah. So I got super into it and then Having multiple characters is just a lot of work, so I just have one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, you hinted that you had, like, five different accounts. So, like, do you play on all platforms at this point? Uh, I I did. Um, Just throwing it out there for everybody. I'm not Strike on Xbox. (laughs) My bunchy idea is Disciple of Timmy Tommy. Um, On PlayStation, I was SS Strike. That stands for Sure Shot. I got to make that clarification. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, man, that's, yeah, no, man. yeah. Probably the question, the question gets raised, and yeah. I, at in the time, retrospect, that, for those of us that did not play Destiny One, it stood for Sure Shot was one of the best sites available on any hand cannon. It Absolutely. gave you the most aim assist. So I had a clan in Destiny One named Sure Shot with me and the buddies. So um, obviously, Sure Shot. Plus, my gamer tag did not fit, so it became SS Strike. And then you got questions about, you know, said Rikes and whatnot. Just wanted to make the clarification. But uh, <laughs> very we good. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we try not to be a uh, hateful podcast here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then I was. With ye. <laughs> I can't remember what my my Steam ID was. I'm sure it was something else crazy or dumb. But. Uh, I, I definitely played on all f- all all platforms. I played on Steam when it first came out, and uh, my PC at the time was just not good enough. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, wasn't I, worth I, doing. I, and then uh, you're saying? I was just gonna say I made that mistake. I uh, I I thought that it would be really cool to have a gaming laptop versus like a gaming PC. Um, yeah. You have not said Lap- laptop that laptop. badly in yeah. some time. Dude, it, it's just it's, it, everything's a struggle this week. It's been um, like three or four years since you've said it that badly. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's like it's like being stupid but not knowing that you're stupid to like a whole new degree. Um, anyways. So much luck, Gator. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding to both Jesus haters. Christ. I was not talking about either okay. of you guys. It was a different so gator I knew. No, but I, I, I made that mistake. And I'm like, no, this will be great. Like, I can bring it anywhere. I could game anywhere. Like, and I just didn't do an, any research, you know? Like, I just, I picked a price point and I looked at stats and I just assumed that the graphics cards would handle. And like, oh man, it was bad. <laughs> like, if I if I could maintain 30 frames, um, you know, and like spending like three or four times what an Xbox costs. No, even more than that, probably. Um, yeah. And then getting less than Xbox quality, and then like the battery on it is crap. <laughs> so like you can't play a game with it not being plugged in. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. So eventually, yeah. I I built a PC, but yeah, I, I feel your pain on the having not <laughs> not a great setup. Well, I, I <laughs> contemplated. I mean, I'm not gonna say I co- didn't contemplate. I purchased um, like all the parts for a PC. Um, my father is currently the owner of a fairly nice PC that just does not have a graphics card. Um, I put the whole thing together and I was really determined, like I wanted a good graphics card, right? Like I, whatever. And I was kind of waiting on it. But one of the big things was at the time, you know, whenever this was, I can't remember, probably, you know, during year two of D2, yeah. um, there was bad cheating. <laughs> I mean, cheating just ruined oh, yeah. any kind yeah. of end game PVP on PC. So I, w- I wasn't too concerned about jumping over to PC at the time. Yeah, um, also, I was still having fun. I mean, before, before you ascend to, you know, beyond 30 frames and looking through a telescope, you don't know what you're missing out on. So right. um, I just avoided watching, like I didn't watch YouTubers that were that, like played on PC. Like I didn't watch content about destiny that was played on PC just cause it like, I don't know. It just was wonky. It was wonky going from watching destiny that looked like that and then going back to console. But, uh, Long story short, by the time I was even contemplating actually like finally committing and going over to Steam, or I guess at the time it would have been uh Battle What's that called? Right. Battle.net. Battle yeah, Battle.net. Yeah. Um uh they announced the next gen uh consoles. And I was just like, yeah. eh. like I'm probably gonna get similar frames. Might as well just stay on console, avoid the cheating, because they hadn't dealt with the cheating problem yet. So that kind of went I- out the window. I forgot about how bad that was. Like, it was crazy too, man. Like, you'd have people just pop out of walls on you, or like, <laughs> like kill you. Infinite Rez flying, yeah. infinite rockets, full auto rocket launchers with infinite yeah. ammo. Where you they kill you, and then you'd see them move to the other side of the map, like because you know you can see their highlighted outline, and you just yeah. see them like moving around the map like insane. And it's just like, oh my god, I totally forgot about that. I guess, like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the, the difference, too, between, like, my skill level and where you're playing at is also that, like, I'm not playing hardcore endgame PvP all the time. Like, I'll play when my better friends want me to play Trials and I'm the worst person on the team. And, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, like, yeah, I forgot about how bad that was, man. We, yeah, um... We did grind out uh, Claymore though when that was still pretty. That was a good time. Ramped up. Yes. Time. <laughs> so that was um, that was punishing because then you got the the losses too. Was Dossing like an issue penalty. on on PC? Was that a thing? No. That was so, the cool thing about PC yeah. is that you couldn't get dosed. Yeah, because you had. I, uh, I'm not super good with network engineering, but I, as I understand, there's something about the the networking sockets that somehow hid IP addresses through peer-to-peer connections. And uh, PC 
had those, right? So you didn't get hit. Like, uh, <laughs> but on console, you had to rotate mm-hmm. through characters. You had to rotate through characters to get points because you would you would hop on and you play, and then you get beamed off a couple times and you get banned. And you know, it's only a thirty minute ban. It's always only been a thirty minute dip, like a thirty minute ban, unless it's been like serious. Like I've known people with like really bad connections to get like a two week ban or whatever. Yeah, but uh, but. Even only with a 30-minute ban, you could... I, I recall two separate instances where I had all three characters banned at one time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. do... I, I totally forgot about the DDoSing thing. I only got a bad, like, two times where it knocked out my internet for quite yeah, some time. Yeah, Raid Night one oh, night. I've had, you, me, I've had and people hold else me off for hours. Like, we were... Yeah. We were waiting for Raid Night, and Yumi and Hippo or Yumi and Chuck jumped into a comp game and we slowly got DDoS one by one knocked out. And uh, yeah. I remember that because I was like, we're up. I'm just trying to hold on. And I was like hiding at the point is the last one left. And I'm like, they're going to get me. I can see my- <laughs> Your internet was gone. Chuck was like, he's starting his computer. It like yep. slowed down raid night for an entire like half hour to get everyone's internets back up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Human, human condition being what it is. Trauma plus time equals humor. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's how we all cope, and it's it's very funny in hindsight, but at the time, it could be infuriating. Uh, oh yeah, it was crazy how prevalent it was on console. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names or whatever, but I'm currently aware of somebody who streams Destiny on PC, right? Probably like 150, 200 viewers, regular basis. I knew this guy back on Xbox. You played that guy in comp. He had some skeezy friends. You went up two rounds. You're gone. You're just somebody's going to orbit. Yeah. Oh, Jesus! In it, in it, it's it's humorous because he's like a big positivity streamer these days. But oh, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, you you, you played him and you'd go up a couple rounds and then he'd be like, "Who's going first, boys? Let's take lots. Who's drawing the straw?" I'm positive somebody, one of you is going to orbit. <laughs> I am positive that one of us is getting beamed. It was crazy. There oh. were a few good names too. There were like there, there was just some people you played them. I had yeah. one guy who we matched all the time. Um, and uh, there were multiple instances where he just messaged you at the beginning of games in comp. He'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like, leave, <laughs> go to orbit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, at the time there were recubs and stuff and he'd be doing a recub, getting somebody there NF or, you know, uh, broad, not broadsword, but Claymore, yeah. whatever it was. And yeah, he just, he just messaged you. Away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like he'd just message you and be like, go to orbit. <laughs> Never would, but I'd still end up there. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it wasn't as bad like if you just got kicked or your internet got blipped for a minute, but man, there was one or two times where it was just out. Like, oh, like yeah. just they had no that good, internet. They paid for the good package, they paid for premium. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which, but I, I'm glad that I don't deal with that anymore because, um, my wife and I both work from home and I cannot imagine getting DDoSed while playing Destiny and then just being like, oh, hey, sorry, we can't do work anymore for the next couple hours because someone like was mad that we were beating them in a video game. <laughs> During that period of Destiny 2 for about seven months, I lived at my parents. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was an issue. It was an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. But uh, to get back to your original that. question, you're talking about playing on multiple platforms. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 
I did. I did. I played on you know, uh, Xbox and PlayStation for the most part, dabbled on PC. And then when Stadia came out, I had to try it. Um, that's not good. I don't think it'll ever be good. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever going to sell anyone on that well, kind of latency in a shooter. <laughs> well, good news. It's uh, gone in January. So it is dead. It has officially died. Um, they, in the TWAB today, they told anyone who's in Stadia to uh, get their accounts hooked up to cross save so that they don't lose it in January when it goes away. And if you don't yeah, get if, yeah. if you don't get it hooked um, up, you're gonna lose your character and have to start over. I use Stadia at work a little bit for convenience. Um, back when remember, do you remember when Witch Queen came out? There was that little funnel web farm where you could just run in a circle and open up the chests. If you know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's how everyone yeah, got yeah. their well, completely filled up. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not super busy at work, so you just you know, turn on your phone, blah, 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 run around, yeah. open up some chests. <laughs> so yeah. it it had its uses, but uh, I played um, yeah. I played the Xbox um cloud, the Xbox companion, whatever whatever name. Oh names yeah, you know, X Cloud, yeah. I think is yeah. X Cloud, I think is yeah. So that worked. So I played that on my cell phone in a parking lot once when I was waiting for my one of my previous dogs at the vet. And it, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. But I burned cell phone data so fast. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. And it's just so not I, like, practical. No, no, it wasn't. Because like I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play for 10 minutes. I'm gonna look at how much data I ate and then I'm gonna make a judgment on how long I can play. And I played for 10 minutes, and I went and looked at the data, and I was like, I literally cannot play any more of this. because I, I can play for negative three minutes. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all of my data will be gone. Um, but if you have Wi-Fi, and you're somewhere where like you couldn't normally play, then hooking up an Xbox controller to your cell phone and playing on someone else's Wi-Fi, like sure, you could do some PvE stuff and know that you're mm -hmm. going to be frustrated because even the PvE enemies are going to be jumpy. I don't a little think bitter, anybody like. who is familiar with gaming is ever going to like dealing with that kind of latency. No, no, it um, has to be fast. Yeah, I mean, there's that there's that one fella that streams. What's his name? Stadia Time, the the Bode fella. If you know who I'm talking about, I didn't know. Um, I didn't even know that someone streamed on Stadia. Yeah, there's a Stadia streamer, um, and his experience seems pretty good. I mean, he—I don't know where he lives. Apparently, he just—I don't know, dude. He must have made like a bed fort, like a like a like a like a like a pillow fort in the server room or something, because his connection <laughs> seems. Is I mean, immaculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty amazing. So, like. Like if you have if you have like a solid like business connection or you're like right by like a DSL link or something, so you're always getting like gig up, gig down. Like I could I could see like if you have the right hardware and connection, maybe that's okay. But man, it's uh, still for the like, majority, the infrastructure yeah. isn't there for it. No, exactly. Um, yeah. Something else I've noticed is like like the idea of portable gaming. The tr the truth is is that it's nobody's going nobody's going to the park to play the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> you know, no. you know what no. I mean, and it's like yeah. I I found I think portable gaming has more value. Like if you're like taking the subway or you have one of those long daily commutes where you're not uh, in Driving. charge of getting yourself yeah. where you're going, right? I think that's where like the portable idea comes in. But I think for the majority of us, the convenience of portable gaming is usually outweighed by the things that we actually actually intend to be doing while we're out. So. Yeah. The times where it actually comes up and it is useful aren't enough to justify is exist its existence. And I think that's kind of, you know, example A being Stadia. 
I think um I think my only friends that really take advantage of stuff like that are the ones that have to travel for work, you know, because mm-hmm. then they're like stuck at a hotel somewhere in the United States for like a week or a few days. Right. And they don't have people to hang out with or they do their work and then they go back to their hotel and they're there, you know, especially when you play on PC where it's a bigger pain to lug that kind of stuff around. Yeah. Yeah. Like our buddy ghost used to pack his Xbox and his, in his suitcase and fly his Xbox around the country. But you know, then the problem is you're, you're on hotel Wi-Fi, and whether Mm -hmm. that's good or bad, like that's, you know, you could stay at the same hotel chain and it's going to be hit or miss every single place you stay at. So Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes it's great. And sometimes you're blinking on a Titan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, and I think the sad part is like it's never well at this point. It's nothing you can't justify playing PvP on it. You could you can farm PvE stuff maybe or like lower tier stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind like being able to run like easier content on like a Steam Deck if I was somewhere where my PC was not like if if I have to like go on like you know go to St. Louis for a week or something like that, and I'm with the in laws and staying there oh, like. Hell. Speaking you know, of Steam Deck, yeah. it doesn't even support Destiny, doesn't it? Like you have to like play on like Nvidia. You have to use like Nvidia's yeah. uh, Steam deal, or uh, not Nvidia Steam deal, but Nvidia's cloud gaming service, or run just like to play I Destiny. Think you can run like Linux or something like that, but then you risk getting banned or some crap mm-hmm. like that. I thought. Um, but yeah, I, they yeah. put out a, like, they put out a notification like don't there were I not exactly sure what the the parameters of it was but you know it was basically hey don't do this kind of stuff like Destiny isn't meant to be run on the Steam Deck yeah oh. but I don't know it is what it is right I mean maybe maybe that's the thing is like those handheld <laughs> games they just they got to be more like Zelda games and single player like RPG or you know, rogue rogue deck games or something where you can. There may be a day when portable gaming becomes the norm. And, uh, you know, as we're flying to whatever planet on Starship Enterprise with our Steam Deck V43, maybe (laughs) then it'll be it'll be worth doing. But until that day, (laughs) I'll stay in my office. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I, I very much like my uh, instant reaction time and no latency exactly um, I live in my house to begin with so <laughs> <laughs> there's that too yeah there's that too uh let's see awesome man um what else do we got so what is one thing about you that like is like interesting or unique that people wouldn't guess like do you like are you do you have like an interesting like hobby or like besides gaming like what else are you really into? Oh, um, literature. I love reading. I love writing. Awesome. Um, I read a ton. I have a library of probably multiple thousand books at this point. Um, I like the sound of that. Yeah. Is, uh, and uh, he doesn't have one, a camera, Rob. Oh, well, he can't see. Never mind. Yeah. I have <laughs> uh, I had, I yeah, had a bookshelf. Uh, no, no, no. I had a bookshelf. With basically, I think it's a hundred on that one. It's one of four I have in the house. So that was all the stuff I, well, not all of them, but the ones that I decided to keep around for my collection before right. I ended up getting, you know, digital collection, which. What do you like reading? Great. 
Uh, I am pretty wide open, but uh, I would say sci-fi and fantasy are probably my two biggest. And then, do you know a Brandon Sanderson? Yeah, Wheel of Time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm literally watching that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. If you're a reader, I would suggest running, reading some of his other work. Um, I like Wheel of Time. Especially when he takes over, no disrespect to the uh, yeah, original yeah. author. It was Robert Jordan, but, right? Yeah. Yes, Robert, Robert Jordan. Jordan was the first one, and then it went to um, Brandon Sanderson. But yeah, he's but got a bunch I, of different. Uh, yes. Different series, the right? um, oh shoot, I feel terrible because I literally think he's like the greatest fiction author of all time that has ever breathed air. But um, <laughs> yeah, that his all of his works are genuinely fantastic. He's amazing. If you like reading, I would. 100% suggest like Way of Kings or the Mistborn uh, novels. They're fantastic. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess that's what it is. I guess outside of, outside of gaming, um, uh, I, I write and I read all, all the time. I find writing to be incredibly difficult. People who can do that amaze me. Reading? Reading's great. I love doing that. I feel great at it. You know, I read pretty quickly. It annoys Karina whenever I go to read at night because I like... Oh, I'm just starting a novel. It's like eight o'clock. She's like, "So you're gonna be up till like one?" And I'm like, "I'll be up till I finish the novel." Thank you very much. So normally, <laughs> oh, normally like three hours to get through an entire book. Yeah, if you, um, if you're a fast reader, I'm assuming you've dabbled with audiobooks. No, I hate audiobooks for some reason. Oh, uh, uh, they slow me down. Suggest, they, that's what I like about them. That's what gets me right because, um, <laughs> like years ago. I I taken a test. I can't tell you on what website, but I don't know. I was I was blazing through books, and my parents were like, "How fast do you read?" Blah blah blah. I read almost seven hundred words a minute with comprehension. It's something a little over seven hundred words a minute with comprehension, and that makes books disappear. Like you're saying yourself, where when you can read quickly, um, <laughs> you don't have a lot of time to do, to enjoy a book. Uh, like three or four years ago, I started using Audible. And uh, that is a miracle, mostly because if you find a good narrator, a narrator who's talented, right? I, I find that I honestly would rather search for books through a narrator rather than a genre because I feel like, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to get into them at first. Right. Um, I think what makes it easier is finding a narrator who's talented. Um, that makes sense. That's actually how I ended up finding Brandon Sanderson was Michael Kramer, the guy, the the. the very talented man who does the narration in Brandon Sanderson novels um, had done a few other books and searching for him. I found Brandon Sanderson, but um, the thing I found is that it extends the amount of time that I can enjoy a book, right? A book that would take me, you know, I would get off work and then, you know, (laughs) just burn through it and read. I can be done with it before you go to bed, right? Your mind disappears. Next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock and the book's gone and you're done until, you know, two years from now when they release the sequel. Whereas like if I listen to an audio book, um, just throw it, you know, earbud in at work, you're sitting there and you listen to a good story and it lasts you the whole week. Uh, I can't do that though. Like I even struggle listening to podcasts at work because when I'm working, I just need music so I can't concentrate. Like if I'm trying to actually listen and comprehend and work at the same time, I struggle. Whereas, right. the, amusingly enough, when I read, I also always have music going on in the background. Like that's crazy. I really? Throw yeah, music that's a weird one. And I just listen to music and read. But also, that's interesting. I'm one of those people who doesn't mind reading books over and over again. I mean, 
we've talked about this before. I've read every book in the Witcher series probably ten times at this point in time. Like, I have not explored the Witcher series yet, but I, I have been considering it. There, I mean, I'm a sucker, as you can see from my current sweatshirt that I'm wearing. He can't see. <laughs> God damn it, he doesn't have a camera. Do, do, do we post the visuals somewhere, or does this all just go to Spotify? No, no, the video, the video is totally for us, just like oh, as we interact on the show. Uh, but yeah. it's just really funny. Sorry. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take a picture <laughs> of the sweatshirt and post it in the Discord. Just all right, cool. For the sake of it, but uh, but anyway, so I, I've read all of the Witcher books a ton of times. I've read uh, there's an author named Martha Wells who does like science fiction novels, and she has a series about a an android that hucks, uh, hijacks its own governor unit uh, called Murderbot, the Murderbot series, and I've read all of those five six seven times a piece and so for me i fly through a book i enjoy it they're still in the uh the second book of the or the second short story collection of the witcher series there's a story that every time i finish it knowing exactly what's going to happen every single time i finish it i have goosebumps on my skin when i finish reading that chapter <laughs> like every time all 10 12 times every time i just like it's a good I writing get, i get to like i get to about four paragraphs before the big reveal and I can feel them coming. And then we get there and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, ah, and I have to like get up and walk around. I'm just so jacked from the adrenaline of it happening, uh, which is hilarious because I just, but yeah, for me, music on, uh, blaring, and then I just read and it's, uh, it, I just need that to like disappear into the book, I think. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Like to, to like create like a background noise. So like you just kind of, don't a lot of people need white noise to focus. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so that's just uh just sort of how my brain works, but uh I love reading. It's honestly I wish it's I did nice it more. It's nice to meet other people that that read cuz most people don't. I I <laughs> tend when I when I meet people to read I tend to splurge, right? Cuz you're just like, man, I have this I have this uh, library of books if you want to spend the next 8 months um going through them. Right. <laughs> like, I need somebody I, to talk to these about. I got uh, going with Kath from our Discord uh, a couple of years ago about books, and he suggested a, a series, which was like, it's a lot of, it's a, I think I bought like four or five of the series, and I've read them all, and I think they're great. And it's just like, goddamn, I could probably like get a collection of books out there. Thankfully, when Chuck and Cliff and I were talking books, I had read a decent number of them already, so I didn't have to go out and buy more right away, but I feel mm-hmm. like that's the thing that gets me in trouble is with uh, digital downloads onto a, you know, Kindle. Now it's basically Kindle. that's I do my Kindle Oasis. That, that stays with me more than my wallet. <laughs> yeah. I have a fire. Uh, I don't know if that's Kindle or somebody else. Yeah. But yeah. That's, it's yeah, just, yeah. That's Amazon. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the Amazon fire. So the Kindle <laughs> fire. So, uh, but yeah, so that thing is basically, it's got like, 60 books on it and 600 that could get downloaded at any time if I need to uh, pull it up to read them. Sidebar, did you Do have you, the original so, Kindle Fire? I think so. Like, uh, you might know what I'm talking about. The original Kindle Fire when it first came out, I was, I was stoked. Like I said, I've been a big reader my entire life, so I had, to, I had to have the Kindle Fire, which was, it ran on like an, an adapted kernel of Android like that was made custom for like AZW, like Amazon files and stuff, but it, the user interface was made like a bookshelf, like a spinning bookshelf, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, then I definitely don't have that one, but that sounds awesome. Oh, dude, it was so good. I wish they would have kept it. But that I sounds just asking, like I just asking. 
um, there was an iPad. Was it the Nano, maybe? Where when you scrolled the scroll wheel, the albums were like that. The albums were like a circle. And it would, like, are you yeah. saying, like, as you scroll, it pops up the different faces of all the books? Yes. And, and yeah. like, below it yeah. were bookshelves. And you could put your favorite books on those bookshelves and oh, pin them Oh, that's there. cool. Right? So you can have a shelf that's for, like, things cool. you're working on and maybe things that you've read that you like the most. And, and then, like, below that, you could put your apps or whatever. Because it, it still was Android. But you just ran off of Amazon's App Store, which was quite a bit more limited than the Play Store. But um, all the same, yeah, the Kindle Fire was like, that was awesome. I can't tell you how many Kindles I have had. I'm pretty sure my current Kindle Oasis is called like um, Alan's 10th Kindle or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. do you guys, okay, so I got to ask this. So I'm not a big reader, but my, my father-in-law is. Um, he has... He has more books in his house than I think he has square room, square footage that's free to walk around. Like every room is is bookshelves and like the basement is books and the attic is all books. And he loves books, Um, but he loves actual physical books like he has a Kindle, but he will always prefer to hold a book in his hand and read actual paper. Do you guys find that that makes any difference for you? The way I go about it is if I really like a book, um, I read almost everything on Kindle. I read almost okay. everything on Kindle. But if I really like a series or, or you know, whatever it may be, an, an individual novel, then I will buy the physical copy. And I buy like the nicest one. I, if it's hardback, if, if I can get a hardback, I'm going to get a hardback. But if it's only paperback, I will find whatever cover I think is the prettiest. Um, okay. A good that. example is like uh, Brandon Sanderson's Way of Kings novels. He has a single individual book that you can buy, but he has another version of the it's the first or I want to say it's the first book that's separated into two parts, but it has the most beautiful cover art. So instead of buying the single one like single book, I bought the two part set specifically because of the cover art. Okay. Yeah, I get that though. I totally understand that logic. Yeah. So uh, I like having I, my favorite books physically, and then the rest is just chilling in the digital space. Okay. Rob. Nope. I bought books up to a point. Now the only books I ever get in uh, physical form are ones I get for gifts for birthdays and Christmas. But uh, I really, really like that uh, idea. So. That might be what the next bookshelf gets filled with is books that I love and buy, you know, spend money to support the authors. So, I've ruined you. <laughs> like eh. <laughs> I, I'm a dink now. I can spend money on stupid stuff and be good about my life. I mean, yeah, besides sir. your dog, like you don't really have a lot of uh, expensive hobbies. So <laughs> okay, dog is so expensive. <laughs> uh, um, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Uh, what, what kind of stuff do you write? Um, like, I would like to publish, but, uh, currently it's a, it's a, it's a, um, I guess it would just be considered like fantasy fiction, fantasy fiction. Okay. Uh, I've been, I've been writing it for 10 years. I actually talked to a publisher three years ago and, uh, they were super nice cause I did, it's hard to talk. I don't. I mean, I'm sure you're not aware of the space, but basically it's very hard to get a hold of a publisher without an agent. If you don't have yes. uh, a publishing agent, it's very difficult. Obviously, I was entirely unaware of that. 
Um, I just sent out a big pile of emails <laughs> and got super lucky. And I was able to talk to a publisher and they were awesome with me and basically were like, hey, it seems like at some point you really advanced in your writing. Uh, we think the first half of this book is frankly um, needs entirely rewritten, but the latter half of the book seems fantastic. Um, if you're willing to redraft the entire first half, um, we'd love to talk, you, talk to you again, which, you know, is awesome that they were so kind in the way, the way they talked to me, the fact they were willing to speak to me again. But at the time, like three years ago, that was a, that was a real kick, a swift kick to the, the nether regions. So I was super bummed about it. Took a small break, but, uh, I'm uh, yeah, that's <laughs> when you think you have a finished book and you're, you know, pretty happy with it and they come back with the first part being like, yeah, the first half is just ain't going to fly. I can see how that it was tough because you don't want to like accept it. But at the same point in time, I could not argue with it. Like I, uh, like I went in knowing that was the case, right? Like I could read it and like, for me, writing is a real personal thing. It's my form of escapism, right? Um, like I stress write, right? Like I'm not having a good day. I'm going to go sit down for an hour and a half and write, right? Or That's brainstorm cool. or just take That's notes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so it was tough sharing it. And then when I, when I went in knowing that kind, like, like that was an issue, a very glaring issue. Because, I mean, I started writing this book when I was 16. And then oh, yeah. you know, I'm going on 27 now. I had a lot right. of time. I ended up, re you know, you, you read more books and you read better books by authors that are genuinely talented and have great world building skills and character development and their, their lexicon is, you know, expansive. You realize that, you know, you may be lacking, so. Right. No, that makes full <laughs> sense, but uh, that's awesome that you even got that far, so. I hope yeah, you I, continue with it. At some point, I will publish. I want to publish very badly. Even It doesn't have to sell a, a million copies. I just want to put, put a book out there, you know, get it in the, uh, get it in the you know, uh, shoot, what's that library where they keep all of our uh, library of Congress, right? Just have it logged away somewhere. <laughs> you know I mean? Just say that, that I That would be absolutely amazing because, yeah. yeah. For me, whenever I tried, like, I enjoy books so much, I was like, maybe I should try writing. And, Whenever I did that, I'd spend like two weeks drawing out the map for my fake fantasy world and like the factions <laughs> and the geography yeah. of it all and all that world building stuff. And then I'd start to write and I'm like, hat, mat, cat. And I'm like, well, this sucks and throw it all away and start over <laughs> drawing a new map. <laughs> so I, I stuck to the uh, I stuck to the reading part of it instead. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I used to tell story. I, I am the eldest of six kids and uh I used to like tell stories to my younger siblings. Oh, that's cool. And that's kind of, that's kind of where that started. So yeah, um, I can see like that even when I'm at work and I'm not super. Yeah. So even when I'm at work and I'm not super busy, that's what's like going through my head is random conversations between two characters that I made up four years ago. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds good. This sounds, this sounds great. Right. And I have this massive notebook that is just covered in chicken scratch that, uh, honestly looks like the babbling of an insane person, but it's just like, if I have an idea and I don't want to forget it because these ideas were just, you know, in, you know, in, in the mind and then out of the mind. And I just, you know, I'll forget about them. So I started writing them down. And so now I, I got this leather bound notebook. That's 
filled Sorry. with neuroticisms. Yeah. I think uh, I think to be a good artist, you have to be kind of insane a little bit. So I, I think yeah, if yeah, you I'm have there. a notebook that looks like it's for an insane person, like I think that then you're definitely on the right path to being. So a I great might artist. say driven. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, what it is. It's a notebook that a person in a blank white room would have. <laughs> no, that's awesome. no beer, no TV, make Homer something, something. Go Pencils crazy. that bend, like all sorts of safety measures. Lots of belt buckles attached to my white jumpsuit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Um, sweet. Uh, should, we, should we dabble a little bit in video games? Yeah. Um, oh, if we have to. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys play any of the seasonal stuff? Uh, you talking about the the Festival of the Lost stuff? Yeah. No. Uh, my my entire destiny uh, since we last recorded has been running uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls with soccer and getting you know five of those done and feeling like a professional. It's it. uh it's a good one to uh to run for your first GM for sure. Yeah, I did last week's and then this week. So Oh uh, okay. So I did, yeah, it was they last were both week was pretty Sepik's easy. Prime, right? Or no, it was the other was, one. No, it was, it was the shank. giant shank one, yeah. Yeah, the we got shank. It done in like this twelve minutes. That wizard yeah, witch. Yeah. yeah. Took us like seventeen minutes uh to do eighteen minutes to do the one this week. Um but that wasn't with Davis, that was with uh Larman from uh, the Guardian Down uh, Discord. Okay. And then with Davis and Soccer last week, we got uh, we got the Shank one down to 12 minutes when we were done with it. So that was pretty, felt pretty good in the end. The Wizard one was really easy. Like Andy, Aunt, TX Andy Man hit me up and he's like, you want to run GM? It was like during the day at right. some point. And uh, I had a break and I was like, yeah, dude. Well, and cool. uh, I I jumped into chat and he's like, oh, it's super easy. He's like, you won't even believe how easy this GM is. Yeah, just throw and storm was, grenades and move on yeah. with life. Yeah, I was like, well, what do you want me on? Do you want me on like a well warlock or freezy or storm nades or what do you want? He's like, yeah, if you have a titan with storm nades, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Like, that's we're in that's the middle of an thing. arc season, you know, an arc right, 3.0 yeah. season where every single strike except for one is arc burn. Yeah. It's almost like it was yeah. on purpose. Hmm. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Uh, as, as for me, no, I haven't. Uh, I did. I was going to, right? Because we have that awesome anime sniper, right? That makes all the cool noises, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, four steps in, they give you a snap opening. I was like, hey, Bungie, you knew I didn't want this stuff. Thanks, champs. And uh, I haven't touched it since. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I know that they say that those guns are not weighted and that perks are not weighted, but I have had I've unfortunately played a lot more of the seasonal event that I want to admit. Um I probably had about seven of those snapshot opening shot rolls drop. And as someone who has chased a lot of sniper rifles in my destiny career, it is <laughs> unheard of to get snapshot opening shot, shot that, that easily. Frequently. Yeah, dude, just uh-huh. like it's got to be weighted. There's no way it's not because like, like you said, you get it right away. But then like, I just, it, it seems like every fifth one that drops for me is like a God roll. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. 
it feels good though. It's definitely a definitely a, not a bad sniper to have. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a loot driven person. So the moment I get the thing that I like, I think things are fun. Things can be fun, but doing them repetitively is not. I'm not a big grind person. Yeah. Um, so the moment I get the thing that I want, I'm gonna be done. And <laughs> the moment Bungie was like, "Yo, fixed roll, snap opening, four step of the quest, want to quit?" I'm like, "Heck yeah, I want to quit. <laughs> Quitting right now." <laughs> Yeah. Watch me quit. I'll turn the game off. I'll uninstall it if you want. <laughs> I think I think being sick like the last two weeks has really driven my game time like has skyrocketed just because I just can't do shit. Like I was, up, baby. Yeah, I was quarantined like there's <laughs> there's nothing else I could do. Um, and my kid, you know, would hang out with the family, but then my kids would just, you know, they're quarantined, too. So they want to go jump on discord with their friends and game. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to scroll, doom scroll on my cell phone and I don't want to watch TV. So back into it we go. Um, but yeah, I like, do they want you to run that, that, that um, haunted lost sector thing like 35 times for the, 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 the seal or whatever? I'm like, dude, that's insane. That is so the, much grinding. The amount of time that, I don't know. Like, let's just say there was a panel of reasonable things, right? And on all the people on this panel knew exactly what what reasonable meant in every situation. And Bundy, Bungie had to like present the amount of time they want you to invest to complete certain things or get certain things in the game. There, yeah. There's no possible way to this to this you know imaginary panel. They could present the amount of time they want you to spend doing these things as reasonable. It just yeah. right. it's yeah. absolutely obscene. Like getting five red borders is obscene. It's insane the amount of time that it takes, and then oh my God, leveling that gears it. grind. Oh, yeah, get that, I, I did that to get that battler. Oh god, that was mm-hmm. horrible. Dude. You gotta run it. You, you gotta run it thirty times just to get a gun if you're lucky. Yeah, on the and hardest it's like, difficulty. Yeah, it's insane. It's totally yeah. insane. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing, though. I actually dislike running dares because. It's it's hard guys, but then you have unlimited heavy. And I think the mm-hmm. unlimited heavy makes it no fun because it's not challenging, right? Like you get True. to that you get to that second and third room and it's just the like gameplay okay, loop what is he- very brain off. Because yeah, you don't have what, to try. Yeah, what heavy am I gonna spam this entire time? You right, know, yeah. nothing like, engaging. Throw lightning nades and and shoot Galahorn. Like I can only do mm-hmm. that so many times before I'm burnt out. A lot of times I'll pick a heavy that I haven't used in a while. Um, yeah. to keep it interesting. Like I'll be like, oh, yeah. Darcy's kind of crap, but I better be fun with infinite ammo. And then next thing you know, you know, 30 minutes later, keep it interesting. Right. I mean, that's honestly the approach that I took too. Like I go in with like a thousand voices. I was running those haunted mm-hmm. lost sectors this week with um, whisper just cause I was like, I just, I don't even care Nostalgia. what I have. Yeah. Right. Like I just want to run something else. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh well, you know, it is what it is, right? Um let's see what else. Uh I did see in the TWAB that they released today that they're bringing back the um Deep Stone Crypt guns as craftable. Yep. And enhanced. So like enhanced are. reconstruction will be pretty dope. Um mm-hmm incandescence getting added to that perk pool that'd be cool i have a buddy 
Uh, my buddy Drake is very excited about incandescent. Um, what's the name of the scout rifle? Uh, trustee. Incandescent yeah. trustee. That's the one people are liking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be cool. Someone was using trusty tonight in uh, private matches. Um, 270 RPM scouts are super underrated. Are they? Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess we should we should you know we should tap into that because you are you you definitely are like uh you know you play a lot of higher end PvP. Um, besides like Drang and uh, fast firing pulse rifles right now, like what do you what do you think people are sleeping on? Oh, oh, I I I have the sleeper picks, man. I got those sleeper picks. Um, if so this is specifically for console or at least controller. Because okay. um, I think that I think that higher zoom weapons, like I realize that everybody kind of realizes the value of zoom at this point in Destiny, right? Like that's not mm-hmm. like some low key information like it used to be. Um, yeah. But some higher zoom weapons kind of get forgotten because tracking on M and K is more difficult. Obviously, reticle friction on controller is the biggest benefit. It's not just the aim assist because. Um, like like in a recent TWAB or whatever, they confirmed that that M and K technically gets more bullet magnetism. Bullet magnetism. The difference being is that controller has reticle friction, and because M and K doesn't get that reticle friction, right? There's no drag. It's harder to to trace people as they move. Whereas on console, even with a higher zoom gun that would normally throw you off on M and K, the you know the, the in-game mechanics are doing the work for you. Yeah. So, low key, if anybody has a uh, a number 450 auto rifle chilling in their vault, or the legal action two 340 pulse rifle, um, they're a beam. They're a beam, man. Very underrated. Mm. Um, the, the number I, was really good when that meta was a thing. It's uh, it's really good now. It's really good now. There's been a couple of buffs to 450s over the past few seasons. Um, and the, the, the easiest way to put it, right, is like, if you think about Shiras, right, people talk about Shiras being really strong, right? Like, that's a, that's a hot-button topic. Yeah. Some people think SMGs are kind of busted, or they, they think they might be a little overtuned, or there's people that don't mind them. Uh, be as it may, Shiras has always been the hot topic. It's been the example of pinnacle SMGs, right? Yeah. Um, with its range, with a damage perk, with the consistency and the, the lack of recoil, I mean, it's just the, the pinnacle. Yeah, um, it's great. The num- uh, it has a .8 TTK, right? .8 flat. Um, a lot of guns have a .8 TTK. I'm pretty sure um, the 540 pulses have a .8 TTK. Uh, 150 scouts are .8. Uh, it's a pretty... I think .8 is kind of like the median for TTKs in Destiny right now. Things kind of range a little above or a little below .8. That seems to be Bungie's like middle ground for time okay. to kill. Um, if you take that as an example, being like, you know, Shire is so good with a .8 TTK to laser beam. The number is just the Shire's Wrath. It has a .8 TTK. It's a 450 auto rifle. Except it's the Shire's Wrath, and if you have like a max range roll, kills at like 39 meters. So it's just Shire's Wrath with, you know, double the range. That seems pretty good. Yeah, that <laughs> seems pretty good for sure, man. 
it uh, um, what do you what do you think about like how have, how have you found keeping that that sight lane on people you know because that's like the biggest downfall of autos like versus like a hand cannon or someone who's peak shooting or using cover well um if you're playing somebody that's really good with 340 you'll get gunned you 100 okay. percent. like if you're playing somebody of equal skill or well i won't say with equal skill but if you're playing somebody that's consistently two bursting with 340s which isn't the most difficult thing in the world it's five crits in a body um, people in the upper echelon, your 2.0 plus people, you know, there's a lot of them that can do that with a level of consistency. But outside of that, because the TTK of the, the gun is um, lower than that of like other options in a similar range, like 140 hand cannons are, are 0.87 and your 120s are one second flat. Um, SMGs are pretty easy to outrange. Your 390 and 540 pulses aren't as consistent. Um, it's as long as you're, as long as you maintain awareness so that you're not getting into like 1VXs, which I think is kind of essential with any gun, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. It does a lot of work. I won't, I won't say that like it's the best gun in the game, but yeah. like it's an easy A tier that will compete. And I think. Specifically, like if you're not like just if you're not cracked at the game, right? And you're not uh, like your aim isn't super consistent. An auto is an easy way to like mitigate that because like a lot of people question you know the balance of 140s. They say they're easy, and you know you have people on maybe on the more casual side of the game like a you know <laughs> there's a little bit of hand cannon slander, and then you have people in the other side that are like they are the pinnacle of of talent. Mm, do not question them. <laughs> um, yeah be be as it may um the big thing about hand cannons that i think why a lot of people on the more casual end of the game don't use them is because they punish you for inconsistency if you miss it's one of the most punishing guns in the game right because well, it I does so them. much damage yeah um whereas a 450 auto has a better ttk more range and if you miss a bullet who cares your ttk goes from 0.8 to 0.87 so if you miss it goes from being better than a hand cannon to being only slightly better than a hand cannon. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's true. And the number was uh, is one of those guns that you can pull from collections if you if you unlocked it back in the day. I believe so. I believe so. And I think the one in collections comes with the the same scope that, or the same sight that you need, which is like the flash HS five or whatever. Maybe it gives you like yeah, twenty I, zoom. I think if you can pull it from collections, it's a set roll, right? So I think you're. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you'd be you'd be good to go on that. Um, that's interesting, man. I'm gonna have to play around with those a little. I I did break out the um, the slower uh, pulse rifles today because I just wanted to see how easy it was to two burst people um, with G Falcon, and uh, it's there. Pretty man, crazy, but but it is definitely there. But man, if you do not, if you miss just a little bit, then you have to three burst someone, and then at that point, mm -hmm. your your like your TTK just skyrockets. So. Yeah, um, not a lot of forgiveness on that that gun. There, are, uh, there are guns that are good, like specifically for people that don't miss. Like, if, if a three forty pulse is almost unbeatable. Uh, a couple weeks ago on Altar of Flame, yeah, uh, I was like just doing trials helps for fun with a buddy of mine, yep. and uh, I felt like I couldn't lose when you just consistently two burst everybody that you peek, and like. I was using legal action 
which I think is like the best 340 controller pulse rifle in the game. Um, with surplus, it has 100 stability and does not move. It is wow. an absolute laser yeah. beam. And then with Rampage, the moment you get that first kill, it goes up to 39. So you can peak two burst somebody with like a, it's like a 0.67 or something. It's insanely fast. Yeah, and then really the next fast. person you shoot, you can hit like four heads and two bodies or something ridiculous. And they're gone. And it's, it's insane how you can't even compete against it, really. Like, unless you're using the same gun, it's, it's, it's almost unfair. Yeah. I mean, you got to be using, you got to be using something like a sniper or a, or a linear where you can just one tap them. Like, but if you're yeah, actually yeah, yeah. firing bullets, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. My, you know, the, my one problem that I had too. Uh, and, and the reason I went back to a faster firing pulse today when I was playing around with it um, was with high cal on like peace of mind, I can challenge forerunner like very consistently. Yeah. I can challenge forerunner and win. Way more consistent on those. Yeah. And so that I even I recrafted my syncopation because that was that was the best uh, slower one that I had and uh, put high cal on it and you get that flinch from people. A lot of people would disengage, but I started losing to forerunner people who just stuck with it. And I'm like, all right, well, there is something to be said about firing a lot of bullets down, down the lane really fast to really like mess up people's aim. It, the combination of a high rate of fire, which makes up for your own mistakes, and then having high cal, which then makes the person you're shooting against make mistakes. Yeah. Leads to a lot of one gunfights because... Your mistakes don't count as bad, and theirs are um, made worse. I'm trying to yep. think of the word for that, but and and yeah. it's not the best, but it's also one of those guns where in a sticky situation you have a little bit more leniency hip firing, right? You know, mm -hmm. like I, I I actually had to use that tonight on Val was closing the gap on me, and I just I knew I didn't have time to pull out my sidearm on him, and I was like, well. I guess we're just going to hip fire and pray to God that I hit some of these shots. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way um, to do it. <laughs> Hope, spray and pray. <laughs> is there, is there, uh, before we move on, is there anything else that you think is worth calling out? Oh, sleeper picks. My goodness. Um, man, I don't know. As far as things that maybe isn't on the radar. That's the crazy thing about destiny right now. Like, there's not a lot of things that are sleeper. Like Yeah, there's a I, lot of things that are known. Every well, everything is just so good right now. Yeah. Um sidearms are crazy. SMGs are crazy. Hand cannons are consistent as ever. You know, auto rifles in the, the 360 and 450 and 600 RPM archetypes are pretty solid. You can get away with using 720s and sixes. Um may, you know what? I'll just throw it in there. Borealis. It's a high-impact sniper with the stats of a 90 RPM. You throw on a targeting and a dexterity mod, and all of a sudden, it's insane. So, hmm. if you haven't tried Borealis, go bubble titan, pop it, start shooting people's kneecaps. Every time you shoot them, it loads <laughs> a, it'll load another bullet into the magazine, so you never have to reload. You can literally just run around the map shooting people in the keister. I'm sure it'll That's infuriate some people, but it's pretty low-key, but it's pretty nasty. <laughs> Love it. Yep, I like it too. That's awesome. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, hey, we ran Milks through his first 
uh, Kingsfall raid this oh, yeah. week. That was I did fun. that on Saturday as well. I forgot about that. Nope. I went actually pretty pretty smoothly, all things considered. Um, I will say, so I played a lot of PvP this weekend, and I, for whatever reason, I just was not feeling jumping into trials. I think it's because I was sick. So I just knew mm-hmm. like I was going to play like crap and like my my reaction time is like I'm not I'm very average. So like mm-hmm. my reaction time being worse means that I'm going to lose like almost all my gunfights. Right. So I was like, I'll just play sixes in comp and I'll just swap between the two. And uh, I think it was Sunday. Um, my buddy Marky Mark jumped on and we were just messaging back and forth. And he's like, he's like, why don't you just play solo trials? He's like, what do you got? Why do you even care? Like, what do you got to lose? Like, just why not just play solo? And so I just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Why do I care? Like, I, I can at least try. But do I really care? And uh, dude, I had so much fun. Like, <laughs> I, I maybe yeah. had the most fun I've had in solo trials ever. Um, and we didn't do good. Like my win, my win percent was like 40. I think I lost 60 percent of my games. But I felt Any particular like reason new loadout or you just. Doing no, good individually it was, it, in the games. Yeah, I I felt like I played, I played better than I normally do, which is not not you know I'm not a top tier player, but I feel like I was making for the most part smarter decisions, winning more battles, staying alive longer. Um, I the the losses were definitely just lack of communication with the team, or you know sometimes you get really good players yeah. and sometimes you just get typical blueberries. So. Um, but you know, I just always assume I'm going to get typical blueberries when I solo queue like it that way. I don't right, get mad. Yeah. I don't get mad when they, they are idiots. Cause I'm like, well, I just expect you to not play well. So, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. yeah. It was really funny though. I did get into one game and you know, you get your typical, like every once in a while you get someone who's super toxic and in team chat, like if you lose one round and this mm-hmm. dude was like, he just went off on us. Cause we had one, our first round was just really bad. I'm like, bro, I'm like, it's a game. Like, literally no one cares. Like, just play and have fun. And then we win it. We ended up, like, dunking on the team after that. And, he, like, at the end of the match, he's like, GG, guys, good luck on your cards. And I'm just like, man. <laughs> you know, that's something that I've noticed on, uh, like, I don't play a lot of PC cards. Obviously, I'm on console. Yeah. But when I do play, um, I have maybe three or four buddies in the regular group that play on PC. Want to get roped in with them? That's like, like a common thing for like people to get mad in the chat. Like um, people on console are still unaware of the ability to message people on yeah. uh, on through Destiny through Destiny text chat, which uh, is because Bungie has it like it's like automatically turned off. Like they didn't just mm-hmm. like add the yeah. feature and turn it on and be like, hey, if you don't want this, turn it off. They had it turned off. So there are like tons of people that don't even know that it exists on console right now, which is frustrating because it's a very convenient tool. But when I, I know, do get on PC where it's been available for all this yeah. time. Um, I, I had a, I was, I was playing with my buddy. We had this random guy in or whatever. And uh, I mean, just started dropping all the expletives and words that I'm sure if I screenshotted and sent to, random community manager he wouldn't have a bungee account anymore um yeah and we were winning we lost like a round and he like exploded like a lunatic and i'm like yeah dude and he was bottom boarding he was bottom boarding like it wasn't like he was like carrying us and had a reason (laughs) to be mad like this dude had gotten like two kills in like four rounds 
And I'm like, <laughs> I, I remember messaging back. I'm like, I can't hear you from all the way down there at the bottom of the leaderboard. Like, what are you talking about? We lost a round. <laughs> like, be quiet. Don't be rude over the internet just because you can be. The power of yeah. anonymity should not make you a rude person. That guy seems One pleasant. One thing that they had a, back in the battle net days that I wish that they would not have swapped when they got to Steam was you could message anyone. Like, you could literally message anyone on the other team, like, anyone who was on Battle.net. You, you could know, I thought that was a thing. I thought it was yeah. weird when they added text chat, like, um, that I could only message people that had, like, selected to be able to be messaged. Yes. Yes, that was a Steam thing. So when they switched to Steam, that was the thing. And so what used to happen on Battle.net was you would get done with a game and you could say GG to the other team. Or you could be playing someone and they could, like, take your head off and you could just say nice snipe. Like, and I, I did that shit all the time and I loved it because, like, people make good plays. Like, I want to be able to be like, dude, that was a great play. Like, you yeah. absolutely owned us there. Like, GG. And the, and I get why they take it away because people are horrible and toxic, but man, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we all suffer for the uh, degenerates. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. Well, we I mean, and and some of us back in our Call of Duty days might have been those degenerates, but you know, all oh, is, all oh is yeah, there. oh yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different world. <clears throat> oh god, I I, had I was so fourteen much fun those nights. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, I was fourteen at one point in time. <laughs> Oh, good times. Um, I think that's about all I have Destiny-wise. Do you guys, uh, any anything else, video games in general or Destiny that you want to touch on? Oh, shoot. I mean, do we do the glass half empty list or the glass half full list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are you, are you, Rob, are you playing anything else right now? Or have you been pretty limited still? Uh, I played some New World. The the new expansion in New World is out, and I've been playing oh. that a bit when I have a chance. Uh, I'm enjoying it. They made a huge, a bunch of huge changes in life that are pretty nice, so I don't hate any of that. Uh, but uh, beyond that, not really. No. Alan, how about you? Are you playing anything else besides Destiny? Um, I mean... Man, I mean, I'll be honest. Like sometimes people are like, "Oh, so you play video games?" Like, nah, I, I play Destiny now. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's that's but pretty I, much my my life. I think the consistent side thing is always Pokemon and Minecraft. Um, oh, like, yeah. with a smattering of random Nintendo games, like I can always go back to those. But uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of what a Nuzlocke is. I but, am. Um, uh, you fluffy? Are you aware? Or? No, no, no. I don't know what this is. Um, well, I was gonna make a long story short, but heck, we'll we'll, we'll tell the tale because it's it's kind of interesting. Basically, um, what twelve, thirteen years ago, maybe longer, um, a guy decided to do a comic strip based on a what he called a a hardcore run of Pokemon, where um he used a self of set uh, self imposed rules to make the game more difficult, hmm. where um like you could only catch the first Pokemon you see on any route. Um, you have to like nickname all your Pokemon. Uh, if a Pokemon faints, it's considered dead and you're unable to use it. Um, and then if your entire team uh, faints or you white out, uh, it's considered a game over and you have to restart. And uh, 
Wow. He, he made a comic strip about it. And to keep that portion a little shorter, um, one of the main characters was a, a Nuzleaf, which is obviously a Pokemon, who was a reoccurring character that had the face of Locke from the television show Lost from back in you know, <laughs> 2000, whatever. And uh, people called it Nuzlocke. And uh, to continue to keep this a reasonable length, um, the hardcore version of Pokemon runs became known as a Nuzlocke. And uh, they got more and more complex, and people added more rules, like you can't use items in battle, or you can't over-level before an upcoming gym, and things like that. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the past few months, is uh, working on a, on a Nuzlocke of a game called uh, Emerald Kaizo which, um, to put it bluntly, is like, I don't know, just drumming on your nuts. It's, it's not, <laughs> it is absolutely brutal. It's a modded version of the game that is insanely difficult with long series of like trainer battles where you have no opportunity to use items in between and you don't have any opportunity to leave and um, all of the, the Pokemon have been like changed out to where their movesets are optimized and the AI is smarter. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing on the side. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible, but it's super addicting. <laughs> um, I have probably been making attempts at this for two years, year and a half, something like that. And uh, I have yet to get past the fourth gym, so oh that's God. how oh, that's wow. going. Yeah, it's it's pain. It's pain, but it's awesome. It's awesome. I would advise anybody who enjoys Pokemon to try a Nuzlocke. Not not like a not like a Kaizo Nuzlocke where you play like you know an, a uh, like an edited version of the game, but just like a simple you know playing Fire Red Leaf Green on an emulator or something, yeah. and just yep. do like basic Nuzlocke rules. It's it's super fun. Super fun. They're fun to watch for sure. Minecraft Minecraft is one of the games that I definitely play. Um, just because my kids can have it on their switch and then I can boot it up on my PC so we can all yeah. like jump in and, and just build random stuff. And dude, I am amazed at my youngest daughter, how fast she can build stuff and how awesome it is when she builds <laughs> stuff. Like, like she builds like some intricate, cool stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's like, who taught you this? She's like, Oh, I just started doing it. I'm like, man, that's, that's pretty rad. I uh, I have a realm which is like a, a hosted it's like servers hosted by Mojang uh, that you can like pay it's like ten bucks a month and mm -hmm. uh, instead of like having to be on at the same time anybody who to this realm can play right it's, it's like the same as a server basically that's yeah, exactly right. what it is um and me and a bunch of my buddies are in there and like you were saying about your daughter I have a I have a buddy DeFlanco. And he has his own base and he loves building like redstone contraptions, right? He likes building farms and item sorters and, you know, wh whatever have you. But right. his daughter is very much the artistic one, right? So, you know, you go to all my buddies' bases and they're very pragmatic and like they're very effective, you know, they're proficient at doing the things that they are looking to do so that they can build, you know, cool stuff, right? But these guys are all in the middle of projects. And then you have DeFlanco's base, which normally would be just an empty landscape of random machines that he's using to build other random machines. <laughs> but because, because his daughter is playing with him, it's gorgeous. I mean, she just does all of that like 
low key decorating, right? Where she, yeah. she does, you know, she makes the sta- she does up the stairs and she, you know, does a little bit of terraforming and she's got stuff hanging on the walls and she like uses random things like fence posts and, and uh, like stairs to make pieces of furniture or like art. So and, that's uh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's amazing what people can do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's amusing because, you know, Minecraft was uh, a way for flying to, to escape real life, but now he's just a, uh, he's a parent in two dimensions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, the, the, I cannot explain the amount of times where we're playing Minecraft and he's just like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, why did you, why, why is it on fire? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. Minecraft's awesome. Uh, I think that if anybody ever says, I think Minecraft is boring, it's because they don't have an imagination and you should. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that imagination helps for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, we're like getting like two hours into this. Uh, yeah. deep. real quick. Uh, we do have in the Discord. Uh, what are we on week three now, Rob? Currently oh, yeah. for a distance in, challenge. In the process of doing week three, yeah. I think it's going pretty well, man. Like, uh, I think I think that uh, we did an okay job getting the numbers right. Like, as far as like showing improvement and rewarding people, so it's not just like, yep, like that's going very well. Who are doing like you know that way like people who are walking can compete with people who are running or biking or or whatever. I mean, no one can really touch H because I think he put up like ninety two miles this past week. But that sounds right. Um, yeah, but the rest of us, everything seems really close. Yeah, I was uh, step counter or some kind of distance counter. What are you using? Yeah, so we've done like backstory. We we start doing fitness competitions in the Discord, and um, it's cool. I think five of us now have lost a hundred pounds or more. And, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And some people have lost, and I mean, obviously people have lost all sorts of weights. That's amazing. Right. Like life changing. Right. Um, That's a cool thing to start. That's huge. And like some people have gotten into running, some into biking. Um, Nips is really into like lifting. Uh, we have some people into that. So anyways, like, We've done different variations and whether it's like track your weight, you know, like to motivate you to like eat better and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, we've just done different things. And this time we want to kind of ditch the track your weight idea and focus more on the like just move and, and do things. So, yeah, yeah. So we're doing like a distance competition where it's like basically all the distance you cover in a day, walking or running and then biking can be put in two but you only get like a third of the value of the miles so if you bike 30 miles it really only counts as 10 you know yeah, because yeah, like, that's reasonable we tried to like rate that um but the way that we did it was uh we also wanted to push people to just improve so we tried to work it so you log your miles and those have points each week but if you improve upon your best week so like if you did five miles you get more points you, that's cool yeah you get more points so there's like a multiplier in there Yep. So like that way, you know, that's if it's someone a really like, good incentive. That's a really good incentive. Yeah, because I didn't want it to be just like if we just put that out there, then the people like me and a couple others who are into like distance shit, 
we it would just be us, right? And it, it doesn't open up the doors for someone who doesn't like running or someone who yeah. just wants to like start doing stuff. So we tried to like do the multiplier things to make it so that someone who runs or who walks like 12 miles a week can compete with someone who's doing 40 miles a week, you know, because That's after cool. the first week, like their improvements will make up for the difference in distance. And then awesome. like we also threw in a negative multiplier for if you choose to have alcohol that night, because the the yep. four of us that were trying to think it up the like contest, we're all like, yeah, we all need to stop drinking beer as much. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not how it is. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, honestly, making it that's kind of huge. One group account doing things as a group is huge because accountability is one of the things that people struggle with a lot. And when you have people yeah. to do it with, it makes it easier in the first place. But then you also have people that, like I said, hold you accountable, and that's that's massive. And then. I love the idea of the improvement counts for more. That incentive is awesome. I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I, I don't do it anymore. Um, 100% since COVID, I put on like 25 pounds, bro. I, I definitely now at this point have a gut, for, which uh, I don't mind, but I probably should do some more setups. But I used to, on a regular basis, uh, do interval training five days a week. And then on Tuesdays okay. and Thursdays, I would run three miles. And on Saturdays, I would run six. And then I would lift on Monday and Friday. Um, and I, I, I mean, literally, it was two to three hours every day, um, yeah. six days a week. And getting back on where I was going, because what you were talking about with the whole improvement incentivization thing, um, do you guys remember there was, a, there was an Xbox fitness app back in the day, if you know what I'm I talking about? That, yeah. Yeah, and it had, oh, what what were those like programs called? Those weight loss programs that they're like they always advertise on TV, um, like Weight Watchers and Beachbody, and Beachbody. Yeah. Yes, like it wasn't P ninety X. It was uh, Insanity, Insanity. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And it connected with the Connect, right? And it would track like your posture and how many reps you did, right? Yep, I remember and those. I started. Yeah, and I started using that over my normal routine because I was already doing interval training. And the thing that I found so addicting was that every time you did it, um, I don't know if you've like done like time trials in Mario Kart, you would see another version of like you in this connect section doing more reps than your current self. Like it would tell you like, hey, you're on pace with your previous time or hey, you're slower than the last time. And then if oh, you yeah. were doing more, It'd be like, hey, you're on a better pace. And like, it would push you every time right. to do, yeah. whether it was, it was burpees or bicycle kicks or like mountain climbers, whatever the heck what, that it had you doing. Um, you would get more points for improving on your previous time. And it is amazing the kind of incentive that can provide just to yeah. like always be fighting yourself. Gamifying fitness, I think definitely. Like, there's, definitely there's definitely helps. benefit to it, yeah. I yeah. looked it today. Was cool. and I, was like, I love that idea. That's such a great idea. You last week I got three for my distance, and this week I got four. And I'm like, all right, where's the next cutoff? And I was like, because I'm pretty sure I'm getting to you know 35 miles this week, which would be you know five mile increase over last week, which is good, right? Like pretty excited about that. Five and a half, six miles almost. Uh, and then I looked, and I was like, oh fuck, it's 40 miles for the next point. So. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm putting in a shift on Saturday or Sunday, but likely I'm going to hit that 35 number and then try again next week a little bit. Cause I, I just, my body is 
I'm listening to it. I'm not pushing it too hard. Like yeah. I'm pushing it enough that I'm yeah. sore basically every day. Yeah. So, but I don't want to be wrecked. So, like in this contest, I have not uh, had one of those days where I had eighteen thousand steps or twenty thousand steps or I don't even think I've hit fifteen thousand on any of the days. What I've been doing is I'm bringing up my floor every single time, and so now my bad days instead of being two thousand steps are six thousand steps, and yeah, my average cool. days instead of being 7,500 are now 10,000. So, like, this week I've hit, like, four of the five days this week that we've had so far have been hitting the 10,000 step goal, which is That's really cool. good for That's me. Super so, cool. But, yeah, like, I haven't, I haven't put in the big shift yet because I know that if I do it, the next day I'm probably going to be pretty lazy. And so I'm trying to just be good Time. day after day instead of... Uh, yeah, instead of doing it all at once. Right, because yeah. everything I do usually Don't is... burn yourself out stupidly over you know over going crazy so that was that was like um you know not now because i'm getting over being sick but when i was really tracking running distance um you know that was always a problem that i had because it was like it was like i can run i can run you know six to eight miles consistently you know three four days in a row and get right. that mileage up but if I push, if I go like on a Saturday and I push, you know, and I'm, I'm up into the teens, you know, and I'm pushing like two hours or something like that, um, then the recovery might be bad because I also ran earlier in the week. And so now I'm not running for two or three days. So then my weekly miles go down. So right. it's definitely a balancing act, man. Yep. That's anyway. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Great. So. Yeah, the, the point of it was, um, you know, we're we're what on to week three. So if people if people haven't joined yet, we were doing this one, what, six weeks? I yeah, think? it's not a very long yeah. one this time around, but the next one will be longer for sure. Yeah, I think that this one was more like uh, just make sure the numbers work and the in, and the increased values work and everyone's kind of on a more test, level test run. Proof of yeah, concept. Or something yeah. More. Yeah, yeah, proof yeah, of concept. Yeah. yeah. But uh, super yeah, cool. I like that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's I was, I'm pretty stoked about people's progress with that. So that's going well. Um, but I will say, uh, seeing as how we're coming up on the two hour mark, maybe we should add some music to the playlist. Uh, what do you guys yeah. think? I'm all for it. This will be the end of day three. Uh, you think even so? If we don't get to twenty four, uh, we got enough songs. So this is your last chance this week to <laughs> start putting stuff down in the Discord. Uh, We'll we'll figure out a way to kill however many minutes we have left in this one so that we can start a new one next week. Yeah, so we have we have um we have a playlist that we've been creating for quite some time now, and every time it hits twenty-four hours, uh we start a new playlist. And so we're at twenty-three thirty-five. Twenty-three thirty-five. That's the current so number. We'll, yeah. we'll get really close to twenty-four hours tonight. And then uh and then I was thinking, um, this weekend, I'll, I'll create a playlist of, of the songs that people are submitting in Discord uh, just so we can listen to a playlist on Spotify and just yep. check them all out. And and uh, so if people want to keep adding songs, definitely throw them in the Potato Thumbs um, channel and we'll pin them so that I can throw them into that into that playlist and we can add some of those to start off the new the new day four playlist. Yep. It's so. a pretty good list, so. Yeah, yeah. People have been really awesome about putting in music, and I like that. Um, I like all this stuff. I saw, I saw the the misses through through one in yesterday, maybe the day before. I'm excited to see what she added because she seems to have some pretty solid taste on music. Yeah, she was very much uh, 
joined the Discord solely so she could post this uh, song because she's like, day four, and you guys are looking for something to start with. Here's my, here's what I got. Yeah, I, so, I had a feeling that she's put some thought into it, so I'm, I'm really intrigued to listen to whatever she brought to the table. All right, let's see. Uh, did Ben give us anything today? I didn't even remember. He did. He that. gave us a Moment of Truth by Gangstar. Oh, that's right. I commented on that. That's a good one. Uh, added. When did that come out? That go to album. Um, nineteen ninety eight. Off of the album moment for truth. I didn't even realize that was the. Uh, that was the, the title for that album. Interesting. Uh, I believe work. Didn't Chuck put work on on the playlist at some point? Yeah. I feel like Gangstar work is on one of our playlists. It is. Well, there's at least one Gangstar song. Yeah, I probably put Up in the Clouds on there because that's oh, my wife and I did, song. Yeah. 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 Cool, cool. Um, let's go, Alan. What uh what do you got for us tonight, man? What's your musical pick? Uh, for me, I, I listen to a lot of lo-fi. Lo-fi is uh yeah. where it keeps me going. Um some that goes through my playlist a lot is uh I don't know. I, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know a lot of like lo-fi artists, but a uh, person named Lucid Key, um, Tranquil. It's a uh, very good song. I'm not big into. Uh, I'm not big into uh, vocals. For me, I just. I don't know. I like good beats to fall asleep to. So, like for years, I've just listened to lo-fi to pass out to. Um, do you need a link? Or uh, no, I'm looking right now. Lucid Key is spelled K-I, by the way. Oh, like Lucid okay, that, that helps. Because there's actually a band called Lucid Keys. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Lucid Key, and it's one. It's like one word. Like It's like Lucid Key with a K at the end. And then the name, is all, uh, the name of the song is Tranquil. Got it. I got it now. That helps yeah, a lot. Mellow Beats. Uh, that is like one of my go-tos if I'm going to play PvP, is to throw on lo-fi. And just have yeah. it play in the background. So I'm, I'm I, sure I you're aware of like uh, Chilled Cow. Ah, uh, you know, I honestly I don't pay well, a lot of attention. You might know the there's a YouTube like stream, right? And it's like got this girl that's like doing homework. Oh yeah, no, I know. And, yeah, the the, the, the lo-fi girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lo-fi girl. Yeah, that's Chilled Cow. That's what oh, okay. I, I leave that playing. That's like the name of the channel or whatever. That's uh, that's what I leave playing all the time in my house. That's just always yeah, going like on all my echo dots. There's three or four um, playlists, lo-fi playlists that I subscribe to on Spotify that they, they have a really good selection, like a few thousand songs on there. Um, yeah, man. So it's nice because you don't, you don't always hear the same thing. And then the cool thing is because I do that uh, on my new music playlist every week, it's always like a third of it's lo-fi. <laughs> because mm -hmm. you know like i always put listen to it when i play pvp um cool cool uh senior admiral nips what do you got for me i am gonna go with uh let's do uh if we're saying this is the end of this playlist we're gonna go with uh get out by churches Got it. 
Okay. And then I guess in the in the interest of doing in the interest of our lo-fi talk, I this came on um this was on one of my release radar playlists, maybe last week. Um it's Diversify Sharp Knife. And the note that I put on here was it's like a classic electronic um beat with a female melody, but super super chill. Like a, just a really chill. So it's it's more um I don't know, it kind of hit that nostalgia like from earlier 2000s electronic music. Um, but it just it it works really well, so we will add that. Very cool. Looking forward to that. Sharp knife him. Cool. And that puts us at 23 hours and 49 minutes. So we'll, we'll have to add 11 minutes onto it, make it a full 24. So you're building a 24 hour playlist. Is that the idea? Like it's, yeah, it's just yeah. so 24 is, hours of songs. Yep. So this is day three. So we have, this will be the end of day three. So we will be starting our fourth day next, next podcast, I guess. You know, what we That's could cool. throw on there. Hmm. The extended version of Freebird. <laughs> is that really what we want to let's talk we'll talk we're, we're not we're not just gonna throw some random shit out there we, i'm just saying it gets us uh, it gets us to exactly yeah, yeah but there's i know i know but we've we've done that too many times um yeah. twice we've done it twice <laughs> well yeah i know because there's two other <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it worked out um no, our our thought process for doing the day playlist was if we just created one playlist for the podcast, then like songs get played out because um, you're only listening to one playlist, right? And yeah. um, by by creating a new playlist every 24 hours, it just each playlist kind of has its own vibe to it. And it, it actually really worked better than we thought because they all are very different, but I like them very much it's like, pretty cool in your own way like yeah so sweet do you put those playlists in the discord somewhere or is everybody on like on a spotify account or uh, yeah so it is on on spotify if you just search potato thumbs playlist it's out there okay. for everyone um that's cool and i don't do i i don't know if i have them pinned in the discord i know at one point we had that stuff pinned um yeah we have so much shit pinned in here um yeah we do have we do have all three of them pinned at the very bottom that's cool and that's cool i like that Discord too so yeah yeah man i i enjoy the music part of it it uh it expands my horizon to things that i wouldn't normally listen to which is hip-hop punk reggae and electronic <laughs> music right yeah punk like like punk. 90s punk oh dude, i grew up i grew up the punks yeah, I grew up on the '90s punk and ska. That was very much my childhood. So I love oh. it, and my my wife too. And she she likes it. Like when I met her, and she's like, "Yeah, I like hip hop and punk." I'm like, "Okay, this is this is pretty rad." And she knew <laughs> Gangstar. Like it's funny that we had that tonight because she she actually made me like a little gif um, back when she was when we were first dating in college and it was like a heart like with a flame and it was to the above the clouds instrumental and that was like <laughs> i loved i love that song back in the day it's such a good beat and 
I was like, okay, that's 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 a pretty rad thing that you could make. So it's awesome. Yeah, good times. Cool. Well, boys, I say we uh we wrap it and try and uh try and get a little sleep tonight. What do you think? I'm okay with that plan. That sounds like a plan. Sounds like yeah. a plan. Alan, I uh I absolutely love this podcast tonight, man. That was a lot of fun talking with you. Um I was not time. expecting to jump into books and stuff, but that was super interesting. So love that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was rad. So Definitely we'll, had we'll a great have time. to uh, had a great time. Yeah, we'll have to do this again, man. We'll have to have you on again. It was More than definitely made for More a show. Um, <clears throat> so if people if people want to uh, to play with you, you're you're running on Xbox a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right now, uh, uh, yeah, I play on Xbox. Gamer tags not strike. Um, and then I uh, I'm a disciple of Timmy Tommy on uh, Destiny. And he's in the Discord now. And by all means, man, you ever looking for people? Um, just throw it up there in LFG or whatever. We always yeah. If anybody pretty, needs help, hit me up. We have a pretty big PvP community in this Discord, so it's awesome. awesome. Um, awesome. All right, man. Well, everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, we appreciate um, the listen. Does that? Yeah, that seems pretty appropriate for my week. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>